welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we have our gorgeous friend Natasha Kaz with us. Hello, Hello Natasha. <laughs> Natasha is an actor, an entrepreneur, a coach. She's actually our coach at the gym we go to. And we're really grateful that you're coming to spend time with us today. Oh, I feel very privileged. Thank you. <laughs> it's so lovely to have you on. <laughs> so there's lots to talk about today, but we would love to talk about your journey diving into acting, like how this came about, um, what it's like to audition. Um, we'd love to talk about the intersection of like entrepreneurship and creativity, like how running your own businesses has served you coming you know, into this acting career. Where should we start, James? Well, I want to talk to start with the business thing because so... Tash, you and your husband, Sean, have run multiple businesses now. And yes. we're always talking to our creators about how you should be treating your creative journey as a business. Yes. And you, like, you as the product. Yeah. Does that, do you feel like having run businesses, that's helped translate at all into your, you starting out as an actor now? There's definitely like a nice kind of connection mm. um, and it helps you understand a lot about it as well but and then at the same time it's so much easier to promote something external mm. yeah yes it's so much easier to promote maybe something physical or because you, know, you guys have run service. a because uh, you had rue grips which was a, a gymnastic grip company right yeah. and it's like when you sell a, ru- a grip you're not you don't have to like be vulnerable or exactly yeah, yeah. you're not promoting yourself you're yeah. promoting you know this product that you have built and loved mm-hmm. you know which mm-hmm. and in, in turn which is it's quite sad because you know why should you be so ashamed to promote yourself you know yeah. like you're loving something that you've built you love mm-hmm. this service that you can give you feel confident in it which in turn just makes you turn around and go well am i really not that confident mm-hmm. or in love with myself to just kind of be like you know are we allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, you know, fuck yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm so worth this. Yes. Like, it's, it's the worth and validation part of it that um, really gets, it really comes into play with yeah, something like that. We this. talk about this a lot. It's like, no one cares about, oh, I'm going to, I mean, I need my profit margin on my physical product. And no one cares about charging money for that. But as soon as you're like, I'm worth, you know, I, get, I mean, it's, I don't, it's interesting. I don't know how you translate this to acting, but, you know, I'm worth a certain amount for an ad or I'm worth a certain, I, you know, you should be paying me for my work here, you know. For us, it's like trying to convince ourselves that, or for Amy, it's like I'm trying to convince herself that it's worth someone paying eighteen ninety nine for her book. Whereas mm. if that was like, I don't know, if it was a cup with her branding on it, I feel like that would seem less. Yeah, it'd be so much more easy. less daunting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's um, it's much harder when, like, exactly that when you're an entry level. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And for me. Uh, you know, there's so many people in the business who are just like, you know, you can't really put a value on yourself right now. You've got to stick to the, the mm. basics, maybe even doing a lot of free yeah. work free stuff, and just, yeah. you know, understanding that you're doing this for as a love, as a passion mm. right now. You, you just fit building the foundation and the foundations and building like the building blocks to it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit harder with that because, you know, when it comes to having a business and so set like this place. I have a price mm. yeah, and I have, you know, value and worth in here because it's something I've built for the last eight to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wants my time, I have no shame in being like, yep, that's fine. This is my fee as a personal trainer. Mm. Yeah. This is when I'm available. Like, you know, I set yeah. my own standards as a businesswoman in here. Yeah. But then when it goes to acting, it's I'm going back yeah. to 10 years ago Yeah. and just being like, you know, just... 
two-week trial for free, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone, try, yeah, try my just, acting. Yeah, like, have a, just taste it out, see what it's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you had any, like, stories in term, or narratives in terms of, like, feeling like you having to begin again or, like, narratives about having to start over? Like, what's been the internal monologue of having to be- begin the oh, oh, it's it's history repeats itself. Mm. It's exactly what it feels like. And I was talking to Sean about this in regards to competition. And it, my whole mental state and my mindset is all going, taking me back to how it was when I was dealing with trying to compete and make it in CrossFit. Mm. Um, my goals were always, you know, get into the team, get the team to the games. And I hit that twice. And then make it as an individual, get on the floor at regionals. I had no yeah. games. Can we talk a little bit about there. that more? Because you came from a not, you had no athletic back background at all, did no, you? No, zero. And you went, you went from that. I mean, you maybe you want to tell the story quickly. Um, yeah. So I just started CrossFit to get Sean's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 worked. Yeah, I worked a tree ten years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I knew that he was in love with it, and I I knew I was like, okay, well, I need something to talk to him about. So I'll I'll start this CrossFit thing that he's obsessed with, and I fell in love with it. I I got obsessed with it. You know, I was going five six days a week. Every every day I was going training, and then Sean told me, oh, if you want a coach to pay more attention to you, just walk up to Chad and say to him, oh, I want to compete. And like, if as soon as you tell him you want to compete, whether you want to or not, they'll just pay more attention to you. And I was like, sweet. So I walked up to Chad and I was like, look, I really want to compete. And, <laughs> and But it ticked something over in me internally mm. because it's almost as if I admitted it to myself yeah. and then that was it. I legit was competing. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting that. that admitting it to yourself. I feel like often just to, sorry to intersect, no. interrupt the story for a little bit. Often as creators, I think, you know, for me, I'm like, well, I'm just writing my stories. I don't actually, I tell myself, I lie to myself about that. I'm like, I, I, I never let myself admit oh, I actually want this to be my profession. I'm just like, oh, I'm just writing my stories. I'm just writing my stories. And it's a protection mechanism, right? Yeah. I feel like if I could actually lean into that more, it would be so much better for me. Oh, and all of last year, while I was in full-time study of acting, it was really hard for me to say I'm an actress. Yeah. Mm. I Every time someone heard that I was acting or doing acting or, oh, what are you going to school for? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to acting, you know, to, for fun, yeah, yeah, for fun, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a hobby, you know. During COVID, yeah. I kind of discovered, you know, um, you know, wanted something else to do, and you know, a little bit challenging. And I used to do it when I was younger, so yeah. I'll just go back to this thing. And for ages, I was saying, um, it might have been me playing around. No, I reckon it's me. So we're having some mic issues, and and you know, you know me. <laughs> it's like my ultimate nightmare. I think it? I think it'll be fine. It's gone. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. <gasps> What do I do? I don't know. I, I have a magic touch. Me. It knows that I'm stressed about the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't want to admit. No, so for ages, and it's still it's still a really hard thing for me to admit. But it's it's it is that it is that transition. Yeah. And like that internal monologue coming out. Mm. You know, mm. if I'm too scared to tell someone that I'm an actress, mm. how am I ever going to convince myself? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's the same thing. So yeah. like that's kind of with um, you know what the the challenge I'm putting myself on with right now, it's the same thing. I'm going out there and I'm like, yes, I'm an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. All right, I want to talk about this challenge. Okay, yeah. wait, explain. <laughs> wait, we wait. haven't finished Tasha's story. I'm sorry, I really <laughs> love this challenge. <laughs> the can challenge we, can, is can great. we just finish Tasha's story about going from nothing to being an athlete for a second? Because oh, I yeah. think it's a really important foundation for like where we're going to go talking to you about your Oh, yeah, well. yeah. And it, 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 like I said, it translates perfectly. So I, I just, I started CrossFit because of that. And I, I'm someone who is really hard to keep 
like my attention span kind of going mm. for a long period of time. So I think that's what I loved about CrossFit. It, it was never the same. Yeah. Like I hated going to something and if I was going to dance, we'd be learning the same dance routine and it was like, that was fun, but like, it's a bit boring. Yeah. Mm. Um, so when I started doing this, it, every day was different. You know, every everything, it was like, oh my God, like I just got to that first point there. There's like a whole ocean of yeah. skills mm. and everything that I can learn. Like I can do a pull up and now I have to do a muscle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kept progressing. And then once you get to that point, then it's like do it faster and harder and heavier. And now you're competing. And, mm. and uh, that's what I loved about that. And I loved the challenge. But then when I was competing, I went through this weird mental state of comparison. And I really went into this weird lull in my training where I wasn't getting any better. I actually went worse one year and really fought with myself. But all I kept doing was just being like, why is this girl that I'm training with doing so much better than me? Mm. I train with her every day. I probably train more. You know, I've been training for the last four years. She just joined last year. Like just all that typical comparison, Mm. this weird external, like I should be better than you. And you achieved more than you ever thought you would have when you first started out anyway. Yeah, you just kind of forget to like that little piece of gratitude. Mm. Yeah, Mm. like I'm so thankful for everything that's happened so far. Yeah, And... It was just this one day I was in the car and I could still remember I was on the way to Newport with Sean and I was crying about it. And he literally just turned to me. And he just goes, do you think Tia Claire Toomey sits there wondering yeah. what Brooke Wells is doing? Like maybe yeah. she does or doesn't, but like, do you think that really affects her? Like, or do you think, you know, she's sitting there going, I wonder, you know, what Katrin Davis mm. daughter just did today. Yeah. I was like, no, she's in her own world, in her own zone, getting her job done, doing, staying in her own lane. Yeah. yeah. So important. Yeah. I, think I, I can really um, fall foul to comparison as well. Like yeah, there, I think you know, people who started writing at the same time as me already have an agent or have a book deal. I'm like, what, why? are they so much better than me? Like, yeah. what, what am I doing wrong? Like, why can't I that make it work? That question's hard. It yeah. is. When you start thinking, well, what am I doing wrong? And it's often just not the right question yeah. to it's ask. It's not. Yeah. 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 It doesn't and help. Like, you think, well, if I, compare, if I compare myself to them, then maybe I'll push myself harder and maybe I'll, like, get in a better position. But it, it doesn't work that way. You just end up, I feel like you just end up falling apart. Yeah, exactly. And I think it ruins you mm. mentally. You know, it, 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 it turns it into a chore. Yeah. Mm. It turns it into a bit of a hustle. And then you mm. fatigue yourself from yeah. that because then you're just like, why why don't I love this anymore? Mm. And, and then... Uh, and After that, it just came down to, I, I went through this, you know, I jumped on with Gabby Bernstein, just did her meditation manifestation challenges, did a lot of gratitude work, mm-hmm. did a lot of work to kind of just be so proud of myself. And it really came down to me just kind of doing my, my mental mantra every day was just like, fuck it, have fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it was just like every day, just go in, find something about what you're doing, and enjoy that like that piece of it. Like find something to make it fun. Yeah, that's been helping me a lot lately because I've been um, in a little bit of a funk with my writing. But every morning when I wake up, I'm trying to have a mantra where I go, "I'm excited to see what my brain comes up with today on the page." I'm just excited to play on the page today. Exactly. Find the joy in it. And then that's such a different way to approach it. Then like your mindset straight away shifts, and like it might not shift that day. But I think if you do that every single day, oh my god, yes. it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And mm. then that's like that's the next year was one of my best years, the funnest year I've ever yeah. had. I yeah. didn't care who where anyone else was, but at the same time, it shifted me for everyone else mm. because if someone did better than me, I was like, yes, yeah. I was so proud of them. And I yeah. honestly think that like 
abundance in that sense works proportionately mm. like if you're happy for someone then like it's almost like a nice little gift in return yeah, mm. I love that. like from the universe yeah. that they're going to be happy for you yeah. yeah and then you just kind of start achieving these weird things when you just stop giving a fuck yeah, yeah. Big time. really and, and then so you ended up going to the crossfit games twice with a yes. team which is like for anyone who doesn't know which is probably a lot of our audience that's like the world cha- it's the world championships yeah um, it's a big deal, a big crowd in America. It's like over multiple days competition. Yeah. It's like, it's grueling as well. It's super grueling. I'll yeah. never do it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was just like, so you, you came from this position of basically not doing any exercise mm-hmm. to how long did it take between starting and going to the games? I was on the regionals floor uh, a year and a half later. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Yep. How does this all translate? How do you feel like that journey has served you in your acting journey in terms of the comparison? So it's exactly like, the same thing, yeah. if not worse. And like, that's what I'm laughing at because I'm yep. actually finding myself at the same place. But in like you were saying, it's helping me because I can see a lot of my other fellow friends being stuck in that rut. Mm. And yep. I now I know I'm there and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of it because it's yeah. a whole different yeah. you know, yes. playing field. But... Uh, but I know I'm there mm. and I caught myself with a couple of weeks ago. I had to have a bit of time off because I started hating it. Yeah. Mm. I, f- I found it a chore to sit down and learn lines. I was resenting it. I was procrastinating and I was like, this is shit. And mm. you know, friends of mine were landing auditions mm. and getting paid gigs and like, I'm still yet to get a paid gig. Yeah. I, everything mm. I do is free, which like me too. Touch. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it gets to a point now where you're just like, okay, maybe just like a little TVC to help pay back all those all that yeah, money yeah, I put sure, into it. But you know, it's still and you've invested in the education as well. So much, yeah, yeah, so much. That's um, what I feel too. Like I put thousands of dollars into writing courses and stuff. I'm like, do. is this ever gonna like? And you, I, you do. Like, I don't not. I don't regret it. Like yeah. cer- there's like, certain courses yeah. where I'm like. Were you really worth that? Yeah, but the experience <laughs> is still worth it. But the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the people you meet and the people you network with, like mm. um, initially they kind of taught you with this industry and it's just kind of like CrossFit exactly like that. At first you're like, it's the acting world. It's huge. It's not, mm. especially yeah. the Australian industry. Yeah, yeah. They're all so tightly knit. Yes. Mm. And it's all it takes is just kind of having that one or two little ins with like with your foot in the yeah. door and mm. then it's you're done and you just keep networking with these people. Mm. And CrossFit was kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you can't cheat way through CrossFit or anything. You like, need you've someone got to believe the, in you. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. You go find the right coaches, yeah. find the right people, and then they're the people that are going to be like, "Hey, you know, I know someone who wants to put you in a team." And yes. Uh, so it's kind of the same thing. It's just working with projects together, getting to know people. Like, for example, the school I go to, Sydney Acting Studio. Uh, there's a feature film being filmed soon. And two of the girls at the school are the mains, like Mm. main leads in it. And another girl got a role and audition for it because of those two. They were reading the script. He was like, I'm really struggling to cast this girl. And they were Mm. like, oh, you know, we saw this one girl in our class, Anna. You know, Mm. maybe audition her. So she auditioned for it. He was like, she was perfect. Yeah. And they started the table read. Her, Anna's younger sister in the script didn't turn up. Oh, right. who they had cast. Mm. Yeah, great work ethic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they were like, holy crap, well, you're not worth it. You know, let's recast this. And mm. then the same thing, they reached out to Hunter, who owns the school, and he was like, well, 
I know another girl who'd probably be great for this audition her. So like mm. there's four pe- four girls yeah. from the school I go to. It's been just like a word yeah. of mouth audition. Yeah. And they're all in this feature film that films in June now. Yeah. It's so, so interesting because like in, in writing, for example, they always say go to conferences because you'll meet people at conferences. And, yeah. And that's, but like in COVID, like I was supposed okay. to go to the, to the World Science Fiction Convention in 2021. And, you know, I was going to go with friends. We were like, okay, we're all going to stay together. We're going to, you know, try and network. We're going to try and meet people. But then it's just like completely canceled and mm. nothing's been on for three years yeah. and it's just like what do you do it's it's it is such an important i know and you know as an introvert i don't want to go yeah. i don't <laughs> want to go I feel you I feel you but it's like, i'm like but i'm like psyching myself up i'm like no i'm gonna go this i'm just gonna go for like one weekend i'm gonna put all my energy into this and it's just like you know a month beforehand it's just it's not on at all yeah and it just was like i don't know you feel without being able to do that you just feel what now? How am I going to meet someone? Yeah. Like, what am I going to mm. do? Yeah. There's moments where you sit there and you're stuck in this little rut of what more can I yeah. do? Yeah. And I feel like I'm in that place a lot. Yes. And again, yeah. and like you were saying, like, I think now it's kind of this time where I've noticed the shift in the last week or two where I'm slowly getting into this place of just have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. And I did such yeah. a good take yesterday because of that. Like yes. I went up to my coach yesterday. We had a training session with him. In acting, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had a script to read. I wanted to go a little bit more on like the badass detective side, mm. and it was just like when I lo- what I love working with him for is it's not like you know camera rolling action. He loves to say and play. Oh, I love that. Yeah, cool. so like it's just it just kind of puts your mind into this place of mm. yeah, let's yeah. play, let's find this character and just discovering yeah, it a little so bit. And because I think you know. So many of us think, oh, I've got to be so serious about my art. You know, if I want to take this seriously, if I want to have a career, it's got to be, I've got to have this sort of like, for want of a better word, professionalism. But you can have fun and be professional. Like you can play and be professional. Like it's not, they're not opposed. No. And I think if you don't play, it becomes a chore. Yeah. It becomes a hard, like you you lose your love for it if you don't Mm. find the fun and play in it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it's like maybe you'll be successful in the short term if you just... Uh, if, if you kind of are just super serious about it, but you might not be able to perf- to sustain it or form a long-term habit yeah. that will get you on the long path. Yeah. I think play is also so necessary in those moments. Exactly what you said, like the comparison moments. You know what? You've had a lot of mic time, James. So uh, <laughs> I, I just, just need, feel I just like... I to lean in a bit more when you're speaking. You've had like... a lot of mic time. <laughs> but like, as you were saying... Amy's Tash... speech now. <laughs> if anyone's listening, we, we only have two mics between three. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like chopping and changing who's on the mic. Play is necessary for the moments where, you know, where you get stuck in the comparison or where you feel powerless. Because if you're taking it really seriously in those moments, they just feel so heavy. And as you said, like you just get stuck in ruts. You do. So you need to have that, that lightness, that almost like connecting to that inner child. Well, I'm sure even it would come down to writing any sort of creative, any sort of creative and artistic person can really find a way to work with this. But and I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to be sharing this, Les, but I learned this on the Les Chantry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I can. There's so many things I learned on that course that I'm not going to give out because I paid a lot of money yeah, for yeah. it. So everyone should pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> but um, there was something that he taught us called deep practice, which kind of resonated as well with me from training. Mm. That, you know, if you if you on your training days, if you train hard, go that little bit heavier, go that little bit harder. When it comes to the competition floor, it's time to just let go let, yeah. and trust that you've done the work, trust that like this is going to be the easier part of it. Yeah. Mm. Because the training days I used to have were two, two and a half hours long, just consistent, grueling, fast-paced, fast-paced rest, 
low ch- like chipper kind of workouts mm. then rest fast pace go for it and it was just grueling on the body but then when you go to these you know when you go to regionals floor or the you know crossfit game it's the workout's 12 minutes long mm. yeah, yeah, so then your yeah. body's just like oh. i can do that yeah like you yeah. push yeah. yourself to that limit but it's, mm. it's not that big versus mm. what you do every day yeah yes. so then in acting he he taught me something that has helped me separate it a little bit now where I am using my time with my coach and using my time in class with SAS as play. Like this is my time to just do what I know, take the tools out of my little tool belt, play around with it, see what works, see what doesn't and just embarrass myself completely or nail it. But then that's the place you can fail. And then he taught us something called deep practice. And then I schedule in once a week, 45 minutes and it's supposed to get faster and faster of putting yourself into a place that's harder than the daily grind mm. Interesting. for that little bit. Mm. Because then when you go back to it, it's going to be easier. Mm. So it's the same concept as training and being on the comp floor versus that, that kind of concept. So what he mm. says, he told us to go just print a two-page script, don't read it, don't analyze it or anything, set a 45-minute timer on your phone, and you've got 45 minutes to learn the lines, do all your work and ev- like everything you would always do. 45 minutes. And once amazing. the timer goes off, you stop it, you rip the script up. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Because you've just tried to put yourself into this time frame of like, okay, three, two, one, go. Your body's stressed. Your body's amped up. Mm. You know, you're hyper aware. You're trying to learn these lines and, yeah. and then and, and then it's, it's over. Yeah. And you're like, okay, done. Rip it up. Throw it in the bin. Yeah. Because then when you go back to learning a script and you have the time, yeah, it feels your like body curious. just goes, oh, whew, yeah. this is easy. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like a intense under pressure version of just like giving yourself freedom to make shitty art, which is what we talk about all the time. It's like, there should, even though it's like, there's 45 minutes to do it, like the pre- you're not going to be able to make it perfect. And there's Never, a freedom yeah. in that. Yeah. There's a freedom That's in why, that. like, you know, I like to limit my writing session. So I get up at 7.20 and I go to the cafe and then I have to get to the gym by, you know, I have to leave to the gym by quarter past nine. So... I have to be done and I have to have done my 500 words by then. So it's just like, I can't be precious about it. I have to just write 500 yeah. words. They're going to be like, whatever the quality is, I has to be done. By it, then. Yeah. And, it's and then just... sometimes it's the discoveries in those little exactly. moments. Yeah. Like that might, you know, it might be for months down the track, years down the track, even from business, from business side of like point of view, like, things like Richard Branson, I'm, I'm, don't quote me on this, but like, there's so many big businessmen out there that had about 10 to 20 businesses yeah, before that really one kicked ideas. off. Yeah. yeah. And they just kept trying and kept trying. Mm. This didn't work. All right. Flop that over. Let's yeah. try this next idea. Then that didn't work. Flop it over. Like, you know, they had to go through the, the mm. brutal process in the mm. beginning. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Relative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember um, Tim Ferriss, do you remember him talking about that in the podcast he did with Susan Cain the other day? He was saying, you know, most people who found these billion dollar companies, they're just serial they're entrepreneurs. They're compulsive yeah. entrepreneurs. It's just like, well, that's an idea. That idea didn't, didn't work. So what's my next idea? That idea didn't work. So what's my next idea? It's like yeah. not being precious about those ideas. It's just like, you've got and to just keep turning them over. Also not thinking that it's like the be all and end all on exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. It's just yeah. like put, taking the pressure off the one, being happy if it, I mean, being happy for it to fail. I think a lot of people go, I'm going to spend 10 years writing this novel. I'm going to make it perfect. But then when that novel fails, it's like, it's too much. What have I, yeah. like, I, that was my, I put 10 years of my life into that rather than being mm. like, I'm going to just be happy with, you know, not being perfect, just playing, just sort of getting my novel out there into the world. Yeah. And, and I think that shitty art, what you were just talking about there, is an artist's physical view of progress. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, like for an actor it's you know even les was saying this in the intensive i did with him 
you should look back on something you did just a week ago and cringe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's, so it's you know, same thing with writing. Mm-hmm. You know, you should look back on something you wrote like a like, month. Yeah. Go like, oh my God, where was yeah. I going with that? Yeah. Or yeah. art, you know, like mm. actual physical drawings and paintings. Like they should be looking back at that. But if you don't have multiple of them you can't see the level of progress yeah. you can't just look back to something you did a year ago and go oh that was shit i've progressed like you should yeah. have Records, weekly yeah, yeah. The like other things bad, that you're the constantly bad habit looking I have back is at that i i'm like oh have i gotten any better as a writer i know i'll go and look at my final draft of my second novel and i'll compare it to my first draft of my current yeah, novel no, okay. i'm like why am i doing that like <laughs> i have the first draft of that novel I should, which i know at the time i thought was really shitty why am i comparing a perfect like not perfect obviously but my polished version of something to my in terms of how like i completely agree like we need to be constantly practicing constantly allowing ourselves to make shitty art so we can look at that progress and also so we can be constantly playing and yeah. having fun and, and being in touch with our creativity as someone who is currently not getting a huge amount of booked work how do you make sure that you're i mean i know you're learning so much and you're being so curious and you're doing a lot of courses but how do you make sure you're keeping in touch and and doing all the acting that you want to do so that you can get better. Like what processes do you have in place to do this? It's finding different characters for yeah, me. Yeah, fun. Yeah. And like I, for a little while there, I found myself attracted to the victim. Mm. Maybe it's the type four in us. But a lot of the characters I was doing, you know, I thought there was variety. And then it wasn't until I finished filming them and watched it back. And I was like, this is the same woman. Yeah. This is like, there's, no, so yeah, there's no variety in this. Mm. So now it's just like, for example, today uh, I got a role on a short, like a little short film with yeah. an afters project as a vampire. Fun. But a vampire who's repulsed by blood. So like, it's just like that, that's so out of my comfort zone, but I had the best fun auditioning for that. So cool. And then yesterday I auditioned, like I think I posted that video, I auditioned for like a character who's really quirky out there, like, you know, not, not rigid in any way, very Phoebe from Friends. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Again, it was fun getting into that playful side of me because for ages, especially when you start acting, a lot of it kind of goes straight to conflict. Mm. A lot of it goes straight to like, how well can you emote? Like, yeah, yeah, very high <laughs> yeah. emotion. Yeah, And then I think it's, it's helped me find my range and discover, all right, you know what, that doesn't work for me yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, I feel really confident in this place mm. with this character. So it's just like... Play a detective, play a doctor, play the patient, play the victim, play the drug dealer, play the vampire. It's just finding all these different levels of you and putting it in there. But as well, it's not going for the safety net, Mm. which is the most beautiful part of it all as well. And that's like the biggest thing and the hardest thing I think for any actor because everyone's great actors. Like they're all good actors, but to take yourself to that level of great is kind of like swallowing that little red pill rather Mm. than going for that comfort zone. Mm. It's like... What can I do here, which is a little bit mm. crazy, a little bit ridiculous? Like, you know, this is a scene where I'm about to prosecute someone. Maybe I start laughing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah, where I, do I you take out something with, that makes someone go like, yeah. what, what the fuck What's happened? happened? Yeah. My, my best scenes that I write, I always find like are the ones where I try something a bit weird or different. It's like, yeah. I try yeah. something with voice. It's, you know, people always say I'm looking for a you know, agents always say, I'm looking for a novel with voice. Like, what's your, like, I want a strong voice. And then I think, I can, you know, you can get that. I can go, yeah. I'm just going to try and play it safe in this scene. Or you yeah. can literally write something crazy and you can write. And I think what's beautiful with it all, writing, acting, art, is people want to see something 
that they can relate to that they're too scared to show in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, nice. yeah, like that. it, it's like, again, you know, you don't want to watch someone just, you know, sitting there chatting like no. every day. Mm. Yeah. We like people get addicted to reality TV shows because those people are fucking crazy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, and you, like, you're just like, why this is a train wreck, but <laughs> yeah. I can't stop watching. But yeah. that's it. like you watching it because it's so different to your every day. Yeah. And for, like for writers, I'm assuming it'd be the same thing where, you know, mm. you, it's hard, but you have to kind of deep dive deep into this character's like brutal side. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah you, you've got to find like you got to find the darkness there a little yes. bit. Like if you, if you just have a, a story about everything going perfectly in someone's life, like no one's going to care about that. Yeah, no one's going to care. Yeah, and I think this is when we've got to. So what we do already as creatives is really vulnerable. Mm. But then Super when you vulnerable. push it, and then you're like, okay, yeah. well I'm already doing something. I'm vulnerable, really showing but you something. But now I have to that, even go yeah. a little bit further, and it's so hard to do take that extra step. It's like I'm already being so yeah. vulnerable, yeah, we'll and now I've to... got to show you this part of me exactly, that like yeah. you might judge me and go, yeah, oh, what a freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's. But like, why care? Yeah. Why care? Yeah. I mean, this is a good segue, I feel. Good. Well, that's great because we need to take a break now because I need to change the camera over and we're going to come back in one second with the segue. Okay, great. I want to talk about the challenge that you're doing now. Speaking of not caring what other people think, speaking of putting ourselves in that really vulnerable position, speaking of cringe, tell us about this challenge. Yes. So I'm on a 67 days of humiliation and rejection. That's what it was initially called. (laughs) But now... Sounds so brutal. I know. uh, Now I'm just calling it 67 days of humiliation because I've come to the... That sounds way more brutal. It does. (laughs) And I find rejection humiliating. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And what this is... So again, it was the Les Chantry intensive. I'm getting some serious... Yeah, Les. Yeah, Les. You're going to see some desist letter in like two weeks' time. It was... everyone took something out of that course. I actually didn't take as much acting out of it than self-discovery. Mm. And same, 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 exactly. Mm. And, and it's, it's just working hand in hand. Yeah. And, uh, what he taught us one on Saturday, after I went to the Saturday session, he said, all right, see you later guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, by the way, today at some point, I want you to do something that like to embarrass yourself, embarrass yourself, do something today that embarrasses yourself. And, well, like, okay. So I was kind of thinking about, okay, how can I do this? Like fully put yourself into this because you're doing this course, like you've invested in it. Let's do it. But I was only going to dinner with my mum and dad and my sister. And I was like, you guys have seen me like shit my pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what can I really do yeah. worse here? And I was driving back home that night and I was listening to 80s pop. You know, it was great news in my family. I was like dancing and I was like, okay, it's come to me. And then I was petrified of every petrol station I was driving past because it was like picking which one I'm going to go do this at. So I decided I'm going to drive into a petrol station and I'm going to sing to the petrol attendant. You started so... You went You went, went for real it. high. Well, he said, like, just really embarrass yourself. And I was like, well, what it's, can I do? That's the nightmare for 99.999% of people. Yes. And Maybe me. even... Yeah. And yeah, you, yeah. So I was driving past... I was like, not that one. <laughs> not ready yet. <laughs> And I drove past another one. I'm like, nope. I should have actually done it at those because I ended up picking one closer to home. But <laughs> see him again. I, yeah, I drove into it. I was like, this is the one. I drove in, walked laps of the small little aisle, oh just my talking God. myself into it because there's police officers in there. And I was like, they're going to think I'm fucking crazy. They're going to arrest you. So I grabbed a Cornetto. I was like, I need a gift after this. <laughs> <laughs> grabbed a vanilla Cornetto, went to the thing to pay. Thank God there was no one waiting behind me or anything. And I put it down. I was like, can I 
sing you a song? And he just said, yes. And I was just I like, love that you said yes. Yeah. I know. He was like, He's an yes. improv guy. Like Austra- like Australians <laughs> don't say no. Do yeah, well, something? that's what I came to discover. Yeah. So anyway, so I just started singing to him. I was like, you're just too good to be true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, same. So then I finished and I'm like, well, thank you. That's $5 for the ice cream. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I walked out and I couldn't even open the wrapper. I was just like shaking so much. But then I was on this weird high. Like I wanted to go do it again. Yeah. Maybe because his reaction was so lovely. <laughs> bless this man. Yeah, bless this guy. I changed his day. But uh, yeah, so I was just on this high of like, oh my God, what else can I do? And that was so much fun. I can't wait to tell Les how much fun that was the next day. And he ended up telling us the next day that the challenge was based that uh, it's like evidently proven. It has minimum 67 consecutive days of embarrassment to remove that like gene of embarrassment out of your body mm. or like that the cringe that, gene yeah that kind of like need to belong yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what what went wrong when we were 14 to 18 years old where we were finding these identities and we put on the identity that just helped us belong yeah mm. yeah and uh, that that identity is kind of what has fucked us up a little bit you know it's like stopped you from exploring yourself and exploring your weirdness exploring your I mean, your little antics it's so true isn't it like i think it is so many of us are so afraid to embarrass ourselves at all or to even to tell other people that we want to do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary yeah yeah and what will people think of me and then how much you say that to yourself my god these people like what are people going to think of me and then like it's you stop and you're like what does it matter yeah Yeah. it's like you were saying when you started acting you had to you you were like you felt like you had to say oh you know i'm just doing something for fun i'm just learning something it's just you know, the same with me when I was, when I'm even still today with writing, I'm, I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm just, just enjoy it. It's just good for me, you know, where it's like, no, no you got to own yeah, it. I know. Yeah. yeah. As and soon as you own it. Because I don't it. want to have that awkward conversation with someone. Yeah. I just can't, but, but why? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? And then what's, what's even more brutal is turn that conversation back on yourself. So as soon as you catch yourself saying like, why am I trying to impress this person? Or why am I trying to change myself to belong here? And it, if you kind of asked yourself, yeah, like, why are you so ashamed of being mm. yourself? Yeah. And then that makes you kind of go, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like you, you are, you're in your own body. You're in your own head every day. You mm. may as well impress yourself. So true. I and, love, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Like it's, it, you know, do something that's going to make you go, you know, like I'm, I've decided that I'm going to be uncompromisingly playful. I want to go back to this mm. little childhood, like mm-hmm. girl in me that, you know, I might do a bit of, like stupid things, silly things, not to offend anyone else, but for myself. Yeah. And yeah. So then after he spoke to us about it, I think um, you can look it up on a Ted talk and this, it was a guy in the States that went for a hundred days of rejection. That's what it was all kind of off the basis of. I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Zhao Jing, Zhao Zhang. And what he did in the States was just every day he had to find a way to, for people to say no to him. So it's just mm. pure rejection. I'm like, mm. really, realistically, Actors should just get jobs as telemarketers. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a way you just get rejected every yeah. day or hung up on every day. It's the easiest way to go. That's actually interesting. One of the most successful actors I've ever met um, was a telemarketer. Yeah. And that would have helped him. And now she... Or no, her, sorry. It was, uh, yeah, she, now she's... It, Michelle, so she's on... You know, she's in play school. She's... Utopia. Utopia, like a bunch... She's just super successful now. Yeah. And she was like... A te- she was a telemarketer. Yeah. That was her job while she, she was trying give- to... Make- a shit yeah but that would have helped in like so many levels just Mm. getting rejection and being resilient teaching yourself that like it's okay moving on yes so uh, 
I did that for a day. That was one of my challenges right. in the 67 days. I put my phone on private and just called random businesses <laughs> selling crazy. Google AdWords. <laughs> my biggest fear was that they would be like, yes, I've actually been after Google AdWords. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, you know, like, let, me, let my manager call you back. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've just been coming up with different ideas every day um, to embarrass myself like how many how many days in are you now um today will be day 21 so there's so oh my god there's a lot go. of days yeah. to go and you were supposed to start at a one out of ten right and build for yeah 10, but you so started i started at eight out of ten <laughs> yeah, yeah. um because to be honest with you like pooing a wing myself in public is a 10 out of 10 that's definitely like yeah, that's yeah. the worst thing i could do are again you, gonna, you don't want to do something are you do illegal. That on the last day no <laughs> i'm thinking of like busking on oh, the last okay. day. oh nice but can you say no but like monologues Oh, cool. Yeah, I just stand there saying monologues Love in public. It. Yeah. Um, so, like, I start, then I went back down to simple, like, just got a coffee with my shirt inside out. Uh, I asked for a rejection. I tried to get a free scone with my hot cross bun. She said no. <laughs> I told a waitress at the cafe a joke. Um, she was so, so lovely. Yeah, it was just the worst joke ever. <laughs> Uh, what else did I do? I asked the lady at Harris Farm if I could sing a song through the loudspeaker. She said no, because she'd get fired. <laughs> um, and you just, as soon as they say no, you just go, okay. And you yeah, let's walk off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I asked three strangers for a high five. <laughs> Which one did you just <laughs> Did you get rejected for that? in a public place oh, and, and announced it. it. Yeah. So look, this, that one's the best one so far. Uh, that's probably why dressing up as a peacock and walking through Motorvale wasn't so scary. Right. <laughs> because I, I don't do number two in public of course it, it's it has to even if i'm stuck in a situation where i have to i'm on the hunt for like a disabled toilet where it's like just by myself in a cubicle yeah, yeah. and um it's been a big thing for me so i was like okay I, it's this is it like you know i, and I was in port stevens so no one oh, knows nice. me here <laughs> yeah. and I, <laughs> so i i did it and i flushed the toilet i walked out and i stood in the middle and i just went i pooed <laughs> i pooed and I walked out. <laughs> Wait, who was there? Like in public? Was yeah, there? there was a lady at the sink. She didn't want to look at me. She probably thought I was a little bit crazy. Oh, oh my God, I love it. You would die at that age. I would. I oh. mean, this, the reason why I so <laughs> desperately want to talk about this is because it challenges me so much. It, it has challenged me. But yeah. then like, what's getting scary now? So like yesterday I went and caught up with a friend at dinner and I was waiting for her. And while I was waiting there, I decided I have to get 10 selfies. Okay, cool. That's a good one. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting by myself and I'm not in that millennial generation where I'm comfortable to do that. So mm. I sat there like proper putting my phone up, getting nice. into angles. And it was like, dev- I was yeah, shaking yeah. doing it. I would, I, I'd, but, have, I'd have the same response. I, I would find that really awkward. Yeah. And then now it's gotten to a point where I'm not afraid to embarrass myself. Mm. I'm afraid to talk to strangers. Mm. So I've come trying to come up with ideas... Of interacting. of interacting, yeah. So I asked a lady at Woolies to play scissors paper rock with me. I walked through what about fifteen aisles back to back, just talking myself up to doing that. And did then when I no? stopped her, no, she played with me. <laughs> but then the hardest part was like, sorry, this isn't going to make any sense. But do you want to play a game of scissors paper rock with me? And she's like, why? And I'm like, I can't tell you. Wow. Because I'm not allowed she, to. She I'm, not, I'm not allowed to justify. It. This this girl came up to me in the shops and she couldn't tell me why. We were was it? <laughs> to, did, yeah. You know, was she, she going to die or she lost or something? <laughs> no. So yeah, and we just played a, like best to three, and then I was like, "Who won? Thank you." She did. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Winner. Um, and then I stopped a lady in Coles. Um, thank, like chose someone who was wearing a mask, so that made a bit more sense. And that was cheating. And I was just like, Carol, Carol, oh my gosh, how are you? And she was like, oh, no, it's not Carol. I'm like, oh, wow, you look so much like Carol. 
it's just yeah so just like little moments like that of just targeting strangers not to embarrass them but yeah. you all just get conversation happening I had to get three high fives from people Is, I had two no's like when we, we feel residual embarrassment like she probably felt embarrassed for you yeah. not for herself in yeah. that moment like that's a petrol attendant I think yeah. he was actually embarrassed, embarrassed for, for me yes. yeah. but it's, all, it's, it's quite a strong feeling feeling embarrassed for someone else it like, is and I also think creatives we're often very sensitive often very aware of what other people are thinking and makes us extra vulnerable to feeling cringe yes. and feeling embarrassed because we're often in other people's heads like how are they going to respond to us which is interesting because as creatives, we need to not give a shit so we can be as vulnerable as possible so we can play and discover and be cringe. And you need to and be yourself. Cringe. Exactly. Like, so again, you know, there's so many stories about the acting world where uh, I heard the story about Naomi Watts with Mulholland Drive. Mm. And she was auditioning the for things. The craziest movie I have ever seen. I know. A bit, like, bit wacky like. out there. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's very um, what's his face. But uh, yeah. him, him, that that director. Who, yeah. is it not Peter Weir? No, no, it's, it's the um, insane one. Excellent. Not Darren of Darren of um, David Finch, is it? Yeah. David yeah. Finch. Yeah. David Lynch. Lynch. David Lynch. 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 Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Finch. Yeah. Yeah, David Lynch. Um, yeah. So you know, she was doing uh, audition after audition, not getting anything, and they were just like, you know, nah, like, don't worry. And then she auditioned for Mulholland Drive, and they were like, nah, next. And. Uh, David Finch happened to go Lynch. to David Lynch, Lynch. Sorry, <laughs> Finchy, <laughs> love you, Finch. Um, David Lynch ended up going to a party that she was. She happened to be at, mm. and it was supposedly like you know she was just standing on the balcony with a friend, animated, being herself, and he literally just walked up to her and was like, "Where was that in the room oh, today?" Oh shit! And then like gave her the second chance to come in, but it's just like that just goes to show you, yeah, how who you're coming you in be. as to show to someone else how you think that they this is who they want to see when yeah. you're just you're plain boring yeah. yeah and then you know when you you are yourself it's such a beautiful thing you're not going to be liked by everyone no. but so? in turn there are people who are going to fucking love you yeah this what is about- one of the greatest gifts that we can have as creators which is why i think this is yeah. such an important like it's such an important task that you're all of these the challenges <laughs> all of these challenges um i just feel like it would be so liberating for so many of us but so many of us wouldn't I'll dare. Never, i will never do yeah. it yeah i'm too scared you yeah it's it is yeah. it, it, it's it, intense there's times also, there's days where i'm like <laughs> like i know it would help i know it would help me as a writer but i feel like it's even more it's, it's more applicable as an yeah. actor and I have days where it's a chore, like today. Yeah. Like today, I just want a break and I don't yeah, want to think about it. And yeah, like the, the central nervous system stress. Yeah, it's on overdrive of yeah. having to go do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel uh, like you're like removing all the different lenses. Like, you know, I'm acting for the director, I'm acting for, you know, or I'm doing this for someone else. Like all the different lenses that we create through, you're just like slowly removing moving them that little and layer. Doing it and just mm. becoming who it is you are, which at the end yeah. of the day is literally all we need to do because that's why we're here like that's the gift that we are unique yeah and when we're trying to pretend to be someone else we're trying to be what they want us to be we're only holding ourselves back yeah and i think you're almost butchering your own work for that reason Mm. like i think if you're doing your work for someone else then it's it's never going to be satisfying for you Yeah, yeah yeah and if you do something that just makes you so happy there is an audience out there it yeah, doesn't matter and is. i honestly believe you're better off and i think you promote this as well you're always better off having an audience that loves you yeah. that is so dedicated to you but smaller than just being liked by everyone yeah, yeah. 100% like even in in the acting industry and it could be everywhere in writing in in art and painting and ev- like in the art world and everything it's you know 
if you're loved or hated, you'll be working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And if you're indifferent, they won't, like, you yeah. Oh, there's, like, a famous story of an influencer who had, I think she had, like, 6 million followers, and she went to sell her apparel brand and sold, like, 32 t-shirts. Like, and everyone... From 6 million. It's just, like, there's no... Yeah, they just were just, obviously, just, yeah, apathetic, It was, basically. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Following for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think you're always better to create this, like... Audience that are just so supportive of who you are as a person mm. and just so true to yourself than anything yeah. else. Definitely. Yeah. Have you noticed any change in your internal dialogue, the way you speak to yourself, the way you're presenting yourself to the world since doing these challenges? Massively. Tell us more. Massively. In my, like, just even in the scenes I'm working on, just mm. like, because a lot of the time I would go to class and I'd get told the same thing. It was just let go. And I'm like, what do you mean? Let go. I, I literally feel like I just yeah, let everything yeah. out in that scene. What do you mean? Let go. He's like, you're still holding on. You're still protecting Tash. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, so yeah, true. you're, you're in here. He goes, I don't want apologetic Tash. Yeah. I want bitch Tash. Like yeah. he was like, just bring her out. Let I her, let like her fucking roar. When I, when I write, I feel that exactly that. It's like when I'm least in my head, it's flowing the best and I'm writing the best. It's like, when I'm You've the most the conscious of what yeah. I'm doing, it's worse. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is And then you to start to overthink. Exactly. Yeah. Overthink and you, and all the great ideas come into you. You're like, no, no, no. It's no, not right. No. It's not, yeah. Rather no. than just letting them come out and be on the page and I can get rid of them later if I need to. It's like, yeah. I'm just then, holding myself back. Yeah. And so for the only thing I'm like, I'm still, I'm still early days of it and I'm still fighting yeah. that inner monologue. Yeah. It's only recently that I have actually happily said like, I, I am an actress and I will be an actress. Yes. Like that, that is, like, I'm so set on that. It's, I don't see anything else now. And then it's just yeah. made this little fire in me go. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we think if we, we think when we admit that it's going to make like, I don't know, it's going to crush us or make us embarrassed or something or, no, I don't know. Yeah. or it's going to be like too vulnerable. Like, as in like, once we tell people and then if we fail, yes, that's you'll, be big, you'll be judged. You'll be judged. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one. But like, I would rather tell myself that I really gave it a red hot, yeah go. yeah oh my god the way you're betraying yourself when you don't fully take up space yeah it's yeah. so sad yeah mm. and it's like as well like when you're about to give up it's always nice to stop and think say to yourself did i really give it everything yeah. to make it worth giving up for? yes yeah but like that's when i think you can say like that's when you can stop and go no and maybe a new project will yeah, start yeah because I think you really have to give it a solid crack yeah. before you can actually give up for yourself. Yes, oh my God, yeah. Because you will only really be disappointing yourself. Everyone else will just be super supportive, especially yeah. friends and family. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, you know, sorry, next yeah, thing. Yeah. And yeah. they move on with their lives because yeah. everyone's really just self-centered at the end of the day. No You're caring about yourself. really cares. Yeah. Like, no. I, yeah. And then that's what they like, with acting, they're saying the same thing. No one cares about your career more than you do. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you may as well hustle. You may as well do what you need to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Also, so I'm always feel like, if changing. I write ten novels and none of them ever get published, like, I'll f- at least feel like I gave it a go. Yeah. Like, I feel like I didn't leave anything on the floor, you know? It was... Yeah. I did everything I could, and if it doesn't work out, then, like, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I did everything. You did everything you could. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, now for me, it's just discovering me as a person oh my god i love this this it's all it is like that's what acting has really been it's and and then then i'm opening these channels for these characters to come out through me yeah because realistically at the end of the day i'm their advocate like i'm advocating for them yeah they're speaking through me yeah so you always have to find ways to relate to them and then therefore you have to have so many 
facets yeah. to yourself and then you can't just be this one person yeah because not every character is going to be this one yeah person. i always say if you like commit to your creativity you're committing to looking at all of yourself yes like people even want the to, gross oh, like like yeah. especially yeah. the gross yeah and that will always make itself known yeah if you're going to commit to your creativity you will see the darkest parts of yourself and you've got to figure out how you're going to use that how you're going to like alchemize that into your art basically yeah yep. but there's no way of doing committing yourself to creativity and not having to do it the work the internal work there's just you can't, you can't. avoid it like you can't otherwise yep. you're just gonna be skirting around the edges of yeah art. and your work won't progress oh, if you're not progressing so, so internally yeah it's a really really interesting thing and often yeah. when people feel really stuck and or like they're just not getting anything like they're not changing or there's not any progress i'm like well are you looking are you able to look at what's happening for you yeah and they see art as like an external thing where it's not no you're portraying yourself yeah it's yeah yeah your your body is your instrument in Mm. your like you know for an actor the body is the instrument this is actually my this is my you know bread and butter (laughs) and um you know for for writers it's all internal to me Mm. yeah it's the internal experience you've had and everything you're always experiencing, mm. you know, with relationships, with your, the world you're seeing. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's, it's just showing people your point of view. Yeah. Mm. And if you're, again, if you're tapping into what they want to see, mm. then it's not fun. Nah. No, because someone's like, I, I, I don't want to see what I've seen. I want to see what you've seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, you're not, you're not trying to perfect yourself as a person because that's impossible. You're just trying to excavate yourself more. You're yeah. just trying to get deeper into who I, you actually are. That's a are. great point. Yeah, like, no, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think perfection exists. No. no. I think imperfection is the Magic. most perfect thing oh, you yeah. could yeah, ever have. Like, like, yeah. And it, but it's owning it. Yeah. Mm. That's no the hardest can, part. No one, it's, you know, you're not going to write anything interesting from, I don't know, a kind of bland sunshine and rainbows kind of perspective i think not that i'm saying you don't have to be depressed or anything to be a great artist but it's like you've got to find the pain in you you've got to find the you've got to find all the those different parts of everything all the stronger emotions yeah yeah and all the not like all the nuances all the nuances i think what we're saying is it encompasses everything everything Mm. yeah yeah yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Like, I'm a playful child, but I'm a psycho bitch. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, you how find you all yeah. those little things in you. Yeah. yeah. And learning how to, like, hone them and skill them for when they're needed. Needed. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fun. Amazing. Yeah, because you always love to see a character who makes an interesting choice rather rather than, like, a safe choice or a boring choice. It's mm. like, I always find that in my books, I'm always like, well, how can I make the kind of craziest thing happen here? How can I make the most trouble for my character? And they're always interesting. They're always the good moments that I'm always proud of. Yeah. Playing it safe. Yes, and yeah. playing it safe. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how they always would say like um with old school actors and actresses, directors and producers would say these are people you want on set but not at your dinner party. Yeah, great. <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. Because that. yeah, like yeah. it's just like they're not they're like they they will do the job, they'll get the job done for your work, but mm. then at the dinner party they're kind of a punish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're just, very just like different. Me and Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how much time do we have? I have a, one more conversation. That I yeah, really we have time have. for... Well, we have as much time as you want. I just have to just restart the camera again. Okay. But. I just want to talk very briefly, Tasha, about what it was like telling people at the beginning um, and what was the reception like of explaining to your friends and family that you're now moving into a very new creative space when everyone, I guess, saw you as a coach, saw you as a business owner. And how was it kind of... I mean, we've already kind of touched upon how hard it was to sit in this I'm an actor, but how are the responses of people like... Was it challenging? 
massively. Yeah, okay. So I, th- those people who've known me almost my whole life, or at least knew me when I was, oh, my stomach. <laughs> the um, people who knew me when I was like 16 to 20 knew that I've, I've, I was so unapologetically saying that I will be an actress when I was a kid. So mm. when you're growing up, you know, when people will be like, what do you want to be when yeah, you grow yeah. up? No shame. Actress. Yeah. The same thing with Actress. writing as well. And then I yeah. forgot about it. Yeah, I actually... So I found this... When we hit year seven, we had to create a timeline of our life. Mm. And I found it, oh like God, on a piece cool. of paper on a canvas. And it was just like, you know, I was born. I went to school, a random little time. And then, you know, got married, had a baby, traveled the world. And then I'm standing on a stage, oh like, God, performing. And it's just like... the order of that too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, I like that because, you know, you haven't been acting since you're 18. Like, you've come into acting now. Yeah, so... So I did it, I did it quite religiously when I was younger. Like, so I did it all through high school. It was my HSC. I did the GP, I did the IP. And then from there, I went into studying outside of school. I even got my first gig through a performance. I performed for a year as a a, a theatre education performer. So I was driving around to primary schools performing to kids about bullying and stereotypes and image. Funny. (laughs) And... um, but then it got to a but then I was like okay I love this I'm going to start auditioning and I went for screen roles and audition rooms and I just it was brutal to me mm. I was 20 didn't know myself in this weird place yeah. Yeah. and getting rejected or even what's worse with this industry is not knowing why mm. like they don't even say to you yeah you were like yeah. nothing you just hear nothing back yeah. Yeah, and you have like, to move on from that it's like writing yeah exactly you'll never hear unless you actually ask someone for feedback you're never going to hear yeah. anything back and it was too brutal for me so i left and my mom was kind of like thank god yeah you yeah. know like i'm so glad that that phase is out of your yeah. life let's start something more like serious now mm. So I did that and I couldn't sit through uni. Mm. Uni wasn't for me. I was never like that. So then it was like, all right, fitness it is. Mm. You know what I mean? So I went down that track and worked as a coach, did all that. So when I came back to it, it was almost like it's come back to me now at a point where I even laugh about this, that it's the perfect time mm. for me. Yeah, I've gone through the process of trust the process with training so i know you that know just how to trust. i know how to trust mm. yeah and there's so many especially younger people that i watch in what i'm doing now it, it's so hard for me because it's, it's really your own journey yeah and like as much as i can say like just trust it it it, it falls on dead like, ears yeah like telling me a story about you the other day which i don't know if it's true because you know it's sean but um <laughs> he was like it took tash two years to get her first muscle up and it was like Every week, multiple times a week, you were training yep. tiny little drills, yep. just hoping, well, just trusting that you'd eventually get there. Yep. Until two years, I trusted that I just had to drill it into me. Mm. Yeah, if you don't and know what a muscle up is, it's getting from a dead hang over all the, the way over a bar or a set of rings up into a extended arm position. It's yes. really hard. It it's is. Really, it really is one hard. of the most difficult movements in CrossFit. Yeah, as, uh, even gymnastics, I would have to mm. say. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, and it's true. I like I did that every yeah. day. I was just I hone in on something. Mm. I have tunnel vision on things yeah. and I have to get it done. And I think once I taught myself that you might not have the easiest way around, I might not be of ex-gymnast background. Yeah. You can come in and just knock it out. But I taught myself that if I just put the work in, if I'm diligent, if I'm mm. consistent and I'm dedicated, it will pay off. Mm. Yeah. And it's the same thing in this. Yeah. But at this like acting is hard 
because you can get stuck of training the same thing. Mm. And if it's that's not, not clean cut, no, yeah. you have to learn all these different tools and directions yeah. Yeah. because sometimes the script has come along and I've read it and I didn't even have to do any work. I was yeah. like, yeah. I just resonate with this girl. Yeah. And then sometimes a script is given to me and I'm like, I have to go through my Ivana Chubbuck technique. Yeah. I have to go yeah. through the verbs and actions. I have to go through, you know, personalization. And it's, and it's not always and obvious when you nail it. Like, you know no. when you get a muscle up because you're up above the rings. Yeah. Whereas, but you don't know, you don't always know why you're doing it. Yeah. And so when I came back to it, it was hard for me. People who know that I've always had this in me were kind of like mad. Even yeah. my mum was quite proud, but I think she was a little bit proud of like, oh, you've got your bread and butter going. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm Safe glad that you're now. going back to a passion. Yeah. 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 Um, and we'll see where it goes. But, you know, I think they were just scared that I was going to be living in like a like a 10 bedroom share house, yeah. Yeah. paying like, you know, eating noodles every day. Like that's what they were just fearing for me, which would have yeah. been so much fun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but so like they were OK with it. And even my friends were like, mad, I'm so glad you're going back to that. Mm. We're telling new people it was really hard for me to justify. I think especially yeah. like, you know, say at the gym, we look at you and we're like, you know, you're in such a comfortable place in your job. Like, you, you know, you're or you're kind of you're a master at coaching. Like it doesn't really, they're like, well, why wouldn't you just stay in something that you're really comfortable and good at already? Yeah. Do you think to go back to the beginning is not something we do a lot no. as humans? No. And even just that was stepping out of my comfort zone. Sure. Yeah. Cause it yeah. did start off as a hobby. Yeah. But CrossFit started off as a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. And, uh, it was like, you know, it was just one of those COVID things. I need something that's not physical and fitnessy. I want a mm. challenge. Maybe mm. I'll learn another language. And then I was like, no, my love is, I've always loved acting. Mm. Maybe I'll just find a weekly class to go to. But then I didn't, I just went full ham <laughs> to the top as I do. And then yeah. I, as soon as I dived into it, I was in the ocean and I'm swimming. Like, I love that. Okay. And I like, I'm, I'm loving it. And yeah. it, again, we're telling, I remember there were a few people when they found out what class I was going to. Mm. And I was like, oh, I've got school on Monday. Oh, what school? Acting. Oh, you're acting. Mm. Yes. I know. <laughs> yep, so I know that, we know that response. Yeah. Yeah. It's so challenging. We yeah, and one... I feel bad for people because I can imagine that they're, like, they don't intend to come no. across that no. way. I know. It is. They just haven't. They, they but it does put respond. that block on you. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah as, like, as soon as they react that certain way, your just, body just shuts down. You want to yeah. hide. Yeah, and yeah. then you, you go back to that point of, Oh, it's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything serious yeah. with it. It's just kind of like, you know, I was yeah. doing this, now I want to do something else. And then then I put myself in that own little rut. Yeah. 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 Now we have 40 seconds left on the camera. So oh I'm going to wrap us up now. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, but we could keep going after that. But no, I feel like... This is good. Yeah. This Thank is, you. Yeah. We can have a part two later. Okay. <laughs> part two when I get my first paid gig, I'll tell you about yeah, that. Yeah, so that's a really good idea, um, actually. So thank you, Tash, so much for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. It's been awesome. Yeah, we're right. so grateful. Yeah, thank so you, grateful. guys. It's so weird because so I'm so just going to talk to you again straight after this. <laughs> yeah. more, it's like when you're walking towards your car and you both go... The you same direction, same yeah. Direction. <laughs> um, Perfect but, example of yeah. cringe. Um, yeah. And well, uh, Amy you. and I will see everyone next time. Yeah. yeah. But thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure. We're grateful. <laughs> <laughs>